Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors. It's time for Laurie and Lynn. Local talk to start your weekend right. And now, Laurie and Lynn on WILK. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing today? Well, good. I'm not, I'm actually not taping from my car. All right. (laughs) (laughs) This is good. This is good. Yeah. Okay. So, um, what's been going on in your week of, um, I guess isolation, but I know you better to know that you have not been sitting at home the whole time. Well, I did not last week after we taped, I met mm-hmm. Meyer. Well, first I, I went for a ride, and then yeah. I got an iced tea at Duncan, and then I met uh, Deb Peterson, and we sat in each other's car, keeping about 12 feet between us. She sat uh-huh. in her car, I was in mine, and we chatted for a little bit. <laughs> it was like the best thing we could do. And then I said, yeah. let's go to Nayog. So we took a ride up to Nayog because it was beautiful. and. Yeah. Everybody was up there, and everyone was keeping their distance, but it was a beautiful day. So Meyer met us, and the three of us, Deb stayed in her car, and Meyer and I uh, got out, and we were sitting on the rocks, and then Deb came, and we talked to her, and it was very nice to be out and feel the air and to, like, do something and see other humans walking around, Mm -hmm. um, maintaining their distance. Everyone was being... was very good we ran into some people we know marianne brady mm-hmm. and um she's a she works she's a pa a pa i think i think she's a pa or an np um well she used to work with um um russ stall in cardiac i don't know if that's what she's doing anymore at um Geisinger. i'm not 100 percent sure Mm-hmm. Because I think she worked directly for his business, and I I don't know if that was purchased. I I don't know, um, because mm-hmm. he's no longer in the area. So, but right. that's I'm almost positive she's a PA and not a nurse practitioner. Anyway, she's a delightful gal. So we saw her, talked to her about you know we're like how are you doing? She's like I've been off for a while. I'm going back tomorrow, and you know just talking about that kind of stuff. And she's got a great great um, attitude. Um, and so just, just, we saw Linda Linett was up there with her granddaughter. And so we talked to her a little bit. So it just, 
was a little, a, a half hour, 45 minutes of um, some normal, while keeping a distance of seeing people, some normal yeah. days of a day. So um, that was yeah. that was a good thing. So we, you know, and then other than that, it's um, cooking and baking and doing my thing. Riding my exercise, yeah. bike, exercise bike is not as much as I want to, but more than I have in a while, because I yeah. always, you know, you just say you don't have time, and then when you come home, you're tired and blah blah blah, and um, so that kind of stuff. So you do what you can do. I have not in two weeks started that crazy cleaning or like going through my closets or I have, I still, if I figure <laughs> since we have a month, I'll be able to do that. So <laughs> uh, a month. Well, I, I haven't either it. and I'm not doing it. So, <laughs> well, I may not either. I mean, if it's, uh, no. you know, you only dredge up things that you, you really didn't want, I guess. I don't know. That's so, right. Because I had already cleaned my closets um, a couple months before anyway, so I got rid of a lot of things. So I'm, I'm in pretty good shape with that. So it's okay. Other things I have to do, like my basement, and it's too little. It's getting nicer, but um, I do have to get rid of some stuff in the basement, and that'll happen this spring. So, But other than that, it's um, it's been... You know, keeping connected with people, whether it's email, text, phone calling, and it's just important because this is scary stuff, and um, you just try to do the best you can. That's all. Have you been and doing any food shopping? No, I did not. I have not. I did go um, this week. We took a ride to Hillside Farms, and I did get my mm -hmm. chocolate milk. <laughs> nice. Which was I had a glass of chocolate milk was my dinner last night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. I really that wasn't was that dessert? hungry. That it was what? Was that your dessert? No, no, that was my whole dinner. That was everything: dinner, oh. dessert, all in one. I was okay. pretending it was like an insure or something like that, so I could pretend oh, it was a good yeah. for me thing. Mm -hmm. And here I kept saying, just think of all the calcium I'm getting. So that's the way yeah, I looked exactly. at it. exactly. Yeah. Well, that's what we do with ice cream. Well, yeah, but you have it every night. I know. <laughs> My calcium. My calcium. It's a good thing. I know. Uh -huh. It's the way you have to look at it. Because Sean, he said, Mom, will you bring, bring some ice cream? I said, what do you want? He said, mint chocolate chips. So he had some that oh. night. I, I don't like that at all. So I we got that's what it. we got. Oof. And um, he he was he, he ate it, and I said, do, you know, just because I said, Sean, we can make a milkshake with that. He said, yeah, shamrock shake. I said, that's right, ah. minus the chocolate, I guess. But anyway, um, so it was, you know, because they're open, and I like to support these these businesses and farms, and so we did that. And then I did run into the store to get a few things, but no, I have not been shopping um grocery shopping mm -hmm. sean went on saturday for me and i did haven't gone i mean i've only been in two beside hillside farm i've been in two stores since this whole thing well and uh, when you yeah. have a young strapping boy living with you he can yeah. he runs so that's good yep okay so that's, then you can clone him and send him up here send him to you I got okay things. 
Yeah, yeah, I got that. And then, of, and then, of course, the other thing I have to say, Lynn, is last week or the couple of weeks ago when I was talking about the strawberry, the French strawberry cake that I made, <laughs> and we yeah. talked about this last week a little bit, but so I talked to our friend whose name is actually Barbara and yes. gave her the recipe last Saturday, and she asked me for my address, and... I happened to be talking to Deb Peterson the other morning, Wednesday morning, and we were talking about um, praying the rosary, and she said, I, I literally so I YouTubed, <laughs> and I said, I couldn't pray the, to the, pray the rosary if you to say my life. I mean, I know what you do, but I don't know the exact movements and which is which, which represents. I know which prayers they are, but I don't know which is which. So Deb said, I forgot, so I, I YouTubed it, and then... Um, I, that's what I did. And I said, yeah, I said, I have beautiful rosary beads that I've been given for people who've gone out of, like Sean, um, when he went to Italy and different times people have given me them. They're beautiful. I have my grant, my aunts, which I gave to her, which were sterling silver. They're beautiful. And then, um, when she, um, right before she died, she gave them back to me. So, I mean, I have a, a lot of them and they mean, they're very, they're beautiful. So I was just talking about the rosary and... I open up this letter, came this little note with my name, and it was Barbara's address. And I opened the little um, envelope, and what is in there but homemade um, rosary beads, handmade rosary beads. Wow. And I thought, oh, my God, that is so weird in a way because we were just talking about it and I had no idea what she was sending me and so I called her immediately and they're fisherman knots, uh, fisherman knot rosaries that she said she was taught how to make at some woman by the name of Olympia from VNA taught her how to make these and she had them and she had one and she said it's the, the only color that I had left so I guess they come in other colors but she said I, would, I wanted you to have it so I thought mm -hmm. what a beautiful thing and she said sent me a nice little note and um it was just it meant so much at a time like this to open something and it be um you know something that's uh, special to me and my religion as being a catholic girl and growing up with these it was um it was very um, moving for me to get that so mm -hmm. we want to give a big shout out to barbara havey who um she gave us Casey. I, I can't, I'm trying to think of her exact last name, but she's, she lives in Old Forge and she and her husband listen and big, big, big shout out because, um, it was so beautiful. So I called her and told her I got them and, um, it just meant a lot. It was very, um, important to me to get them at that time. So, um, you just never know Thanks, what people sir. are going to do, right? <clears throat> what? Thanks to Barbara and thank yeah. you for listening. Yes, Appreciate it. always. Every Saturday, she said, well, she's having her breakfast with her husband. So, big mm -hmm. shout out. Love it. So, thanks again, Barbara. And um, other than that, um, just doing You had some other shout outs you wanted to, didn't you? Yeah, I want to tell you a little bit about... Um, uh, our dear friend, Deb Peterson, well, her husband, John, is a respiratory therapist um, for Commonwealth, and he's at um, uh, Moses Taylor. And he was telling me yesterday, I called to see how he was doing, and um, 
just wanted to let them know how much we thank them and and put, because you know the nurses the doctors are mentioned but a lot of these respiratory techs are, are working i mean that's the field and where this affects this virus so they're really doing a lot of work so he was telling me about some of these local businesses um who stepped up to the plate for them and he said harbor freight tools in dixon city they donated a supply of gloves and face shields he said um and in addition to N95 masks, um, so he said that was wonderful from them. And True Value Hardware hardware donated their entire stock of full face shields. And he said, um, wow. John said they provide like a width protection and they're easy to clean. So he said they, they were thrilled with that. And he said he's not sure which Girl Scout troop, but one of our local Girl Scout troops dropped off a bo- couple, bo- several boxes of Thin Mint. <laughs> and he said Yay. they were, do- he, here's what he put, they were donated and quickly consumed. So... <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's great. So you know, it, it's it's really um, important for us to. There's so many people who are fighting this battle, and you see it all over the news, and everybody being interviewed, the doctors and nurses, and 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 w- women and men choosing you know their family over their job because they're afraid to go home after everything. It's it is unbelievable what the healthcare workers. Um, are doing in addition to, and I, I want to give a big shout out to our DPW workers because, you know, picking up everybody's garbage and recycling and everything they have to do and sorting it. I mean, there's a lot that goes into all of this that we just take for granted. Um, mm-hmm. And and you know me with my friends at DPW and Dunmore, I love them. And uh, um, as I said, my grandpa was worked for the city of Scranton um, in DPW, and uh, you never forget those things. So just everybody who, from you know, like everyone's putting on the people at the grocery store, the even our Dunkin' Donut folks. I mean, these people are in there going to work every day. Our banker friends, everybody who continues to do their work, whether it's remotely or not. Um, but those that are on the front line um just we can't say it enough to thank them and just appreciate what they do and um it's it's just the stories you hear is it would curl your hair so um yeah just we just want to make sure they know that you know laurie and lynn are very grateful and thankful to all of you indeed yeah yep and so i would i would also say that um I think a lot of the people that I know who are in the medical field, they, like you said, they have to make a choice between taking care of patients and taking care of their families. And those that are seeing the patients that have the, the virus know full well that even though they're supposedly protected, um, they, still have to come home and they have a family. And I've talked to a couple of them who've said that they've quarantined themselves and they only, they come home, they take their clothes off in the garage or whatever it is before they go go right into the shower, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, and they even sometimes if they have a a basement that's, that's finished, they, they sleep there. Uh, somebody will drop the meals off at the top of the steps. They go up and take it, and they they just do these things because, as the one doctor said to me, it's because I love to help people, and I can't really justify not doing this. Yeah. So um, it's it's really interesting to hear 
the people you talk to. I did for the first time a telemed um, interview with my uh, primary physician this week. So a shout out to Dr. Joe Leo um, to thank him for being able to do that. And it was a very interesting conversation. We had the video and the audio and it, it was really pretty neat. So he said he probably saw 20 people a day, uh, which is probably more than half, less than half of what he normally sees in the course of a day. So he said the rest of it has been working very well with his telemed stuff. And he said he really thinks this is great. So shout out to him and say thanks. Yeah, it, it's amazing what's being done by this system. And as you said, you know, we tape our segments, as everyone knows, but it's always happy. It's a, you never believe the people say, are you in the studio? Are you, can I call you? No, I say it 50 times. We are not, we are taping. But the point I'm making is you said that, you know, these things we're recording are taking longer to, to upload because, we there of everybody using these systems because it's it's yeah. it now this system is being taxed but um did you happen to see that email uh, that ted talk that's going around of bill gates in 2015 kind of talk, uh, no. speaking yeah well you should listen to it he also wrote an op-ed in the there's an op-ed in the newspaper today our scranton times with him talking about what we need to do um and we should be doing and working with the military and everything else regarding um future pandemics or any uh, you know going forward that these are things we sh we should be able to do um, and he talked about those same things in 2015. Yeah. On that so. thought, oh, my goodness. <sighs> we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to be back. You're listening to the Lori Lynn Show. Here's Lori and Lynn. Hi, everybody. You're listening to the Laurie and Lynn Show. I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event show. Uh, business. <laughs> da, 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 it's a show, all right. It's a show. <laughs> Keep going. Let that one roll. <laughs> okay. And, and my name is Lynn Evans, and I am the managing director of a company called Women of Substance, LLC, which is a financial planning firm designed specifically for baby boomer women. And I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse. And that's available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And that really is a show. Let's see. There you go. <laughs> it's called a talk show. That's All it. right. So anyway, so um, did you have any additional shout outs you wanted to... Oh, I just want to shout out to everybody, including our mailmen and ladies who are walking in UPS and 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 um, yeah. FedEx and all these ladies and guys out there. And what do you call every other? What do you call that other? There's a whole bunch of other companies. So I, I yeah. Um, all of them, the, packaging, the anybody who delivers, services. and the yeah. restaurants, and the, all these people, just keep on going, guys and gals, and um, we're thinking of you. Well, of course, everybody uh, who isn't living under a rock knows the stock market has been an absolute horror mm. show. So when people refer to the market, they are referring to the stock market. Let's just make sure we're clear on that because the bond market 
is a different animal and works usually in direct opposite of the stock mm -hmm. market. So when I thought this was something that was interesting, we have to go back and take a look at when has this happened before and, and what happened after it. Now there's no guarantee that this will follow suit because what we're going through right now is just off the record books. Um, it's just bizarre. But if we can use previous times as a point of reference, we talk about something called Black Monday. And I don't know how many people remember that, but it was in 1987. And it, the interesting thing about this is to see how these times have compressed. The so-called Black Monday event was started on the 25th of August in 1987 and went until the 4th of December. So that's a full five months. So four and a half, whatever it was. The stock market lost 33.5% in that time frame. Over the next 12 months, it regained 21.4%. Then the next event was the Gulf War. And that started on July 16th of 1990. And it was over that time period on October 11th. That one lost 20% and gained back 29. Then there's some other minor things that happened. There was an Asia monetary crisis that went from the 17th of July in 1998, only a month really, until August of 1998. That lost 19%, but it gained back 37.9%. The tech bubble, which happened in 2000, and that took quite a while for that one to get its act back together. We lost 49% of the value and it gained back 33.7. The financial crisis, which most of us do remember, that started on the 9th of October in 2007, and that went through a period of uh, turmoil, I guess you would call it, until March 9th of 2009. In that time frame, the stock market lost 56.8%. And for the people who stayed in it and let it go, they gained 68.6%. Yo. So they regained everything they lost and then gained more. Like so 10% or so? On top of it, yeah. So what yeah. I'm saying is if you get out, you lose. Right. Because you really have created the loss. Then you have to know when to get back in. And that's right. the hard part. So the, the method of, you know, a buy and hold here is exactly what you need to do. You have to stay in the market. And even if you're somebody that is dependent upon your portfolio to generate income, you still need to stay in the market because what we can do, what, what I've done, I think I've mentioned this before, it's just a carve out, sell only what you need in cash to be the equal of what you need to take out monthly for the next year and a half or two years. And then after that, everything else that's left behind will continue to grow. So that's one way of looking at it. But uh, the, the important thing to remember here is we've been through situations like this where it took quite some time to recover. But those people who stayed in the market were rewarded for doing that. Those who got out lost a lot of money. 
So keep that in mind. Don't let your, what do they call that? The reptile brain, I think, is where we have the fear, the flight, and whatever that phrase is, fight the or fight, or flight. fight or flight. Yeah. That's the, um, that's the reptile brain part of our brain, and that's the one that screams, get out, run away. But mm-hmm. the, the other one that says, just be calm. Stay in. That's the one Stay. you want. Yes. Nothing says calm in that period, I guess. No, no. There's nothing calm at all. When you're in the fight or flight, you're not calm. No, and that's the point. When you're in that mode, you cannot think straight. You can't think rationally. So you need to just, you know, have a little conversation with yourself and say, we've been here before. This kind of stuff has happened. And for those who have stayed in the market, always come back and then some. So. Please remember that. Tell that amphibian of yours to park it. Mm-hmm. There you go. Okay. So then in another level, you say to yourself, well, you know, how do I get through all this? How can I do something to remain calm? There was an article that was in here from, um, I think it was the Wellness of Prime Women. That's one of the things I love. It's a, a website. For, it says Redefining the Over 50 Woman. A lot of wonderful things in here for baby boomer women. But this one was posted just recently from the perspective of what do you do to make yourself feel really good after a divorce? So what's the therapy for the divorce? I think what Hi, you can jewelry. get out of that. Is, it's the same thing you can deal with for now. Anytime you have any significant life event that really interrupts everything about your life, the best thing you can do is to try to do something to calm yourself. Buy so jewelry. the article says, it's what? Buy jewelry. Well, that's, that's one of them. And it, right? And it's in here. <laughs> I know you didn't it hear says, me the first time. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. But it, it does say that most people do things for what they call self-medication. So one of the things that they find people do is they do shopping. Thank mm-hmm. you for the jewelry. Um, we do, um, what's some of the other things? I lost my space. Get their nails done, get their hair done, remodel, well, yeah. paint. Pills. Pills. Mm-hmm. A lot of people medicate themselves. And there's our all-time favorite for baby boomers. That's um, pot. Then there's food. <laughs> then there's wine. Then there's mm-hmm. shopping. There's working out. Shopping. Escapism. Yeah. And then there's casual sex, which they throw in there as well. Okay. So whatever thing you're looking for, the, uh, trying to do, they, what they say is consider having a sabbatical a little time away that's something more than just getting away they call these integrative wellness retreats and what you do is it's it's not just the fact that you go and have you know um, massages every day but this one is a special place offering quite a bit more um, sure, there may be um, Ayurvedic or Ayurvedic, depending on you pronounce it, spa treatments, healing waters, and detoxification from junk food and alcohol. Um, to this, I say absolutely bring on the healing waters and the massages, which, in this author's opinion, are all important and wonderfully therapeutic ways to restore a weary body. 
but a genuinely restorative retreat will reach much deeper into your soul than any spa treatment could ever hope to. Don't get me wrong. I will not give up such luxuries unless forced to at gunpoint. Instead, to these splendid offerings, I say yes and, if we dare, let's seek out some real healing. Peel back the layers of that newly exfoliated, fully hydrated surface layer and penetrate the deeper levels of our mind. Daringly open ourselves up and expose the hidden wounds that have been strategically hidden by our savvy subconscious. So let's dive into the healing water that lasts long after the tan lines fade away. What they're suggesting here is that you actually go and and do something more than just get the spa treatments. And I think that actually at this point, which is where a lot of people are feeling stuck, um, is to go and do something like that because it's very therapeutic. It's not, Mm -hmm. there's so much anxiety, there's so much um, anger at something you can't focus it on. It's a lot of similar things of how people feel after they go through strong emotional uh, transitions. And we're not on the other side of this yet, but I think that recognizing and acknowledging that you can't just keep stuffing it, that you've got to come to terms with it, at least vent it somewhere is a really good idea. Mm-hmm. What do you think people and, are doing their retail shopping for that therapy now, just online? I mean, they can't go anywhere else. Yeah. Absolutely. I just bought a pair of sneakers. I wonder if that's increased. Yeah, I just, you know. Why? I don't know. But anyway. um, Why? Did you buy the sneakers? Yes. I didn't need them. But it was a great great sale. (laughs) (laughs) That's reason enough. Well, I have to tell you something. I discovered that I actually have a functional um, walker thing. What do they call it? Treadmill. Yes. And so. I said, well, that means that I can actually do some exercise while I'm home. So I thought, but I don't have any sneakers. And I can't use the shoes that I'm wearing because they don't have enough support. Support. So Mm -hmm. I thought, okay. I went online. Of course, they're offering everything for nothing. You know, all the deals that are out there are crazy. So I said, okay. I ordered them. But then, you know, it's not overnight delivery like it used to be. So whatever it is, it is. I'll have to wear my old junky sneakers that are probably worn down to the bone. But at least I'll get some exercise. Yeah, that's a good thing. I it like good. I said, I've been. Do I told you? Did I tell you I got a second bike? You got a you got a bike. A second bike. I have a no. stationary upstairs, and I've got one for downstairs because it's portable. You can fold it up, and I. Mm-hmm. If, if right now I don't have it folded because who's coming in my house? So, um, but we've been using it. Sean's been using it, and I haven't. It's great. I was so. It's just because it's either what you just get a little bit of a different place to go instead of being in the same location. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you just, seriously, it gives you another perspective, and and yeah. so I've been trying to do that and then of course one thing I do want to do but I can't I won't do it for right now is because I want to try it is I do want to get a bike as we talked about before to ride on the trail but obviously I'm not going to do it at the moment because I I was planning on doing it this spring um but I want to go in and try you know I you know I'm, I'm sure you could go to Target or somewhere um 
but we'll see. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so I just got my second one, and I love it. Good. Well, on that note, we have to take a break. Uh, we'll be back with our guest expert, Leah Genacopoulos from ERA One Real Estate, and you're listening to The Laurie and Lynn Show. Here's Lori and Lynn. Well, we're back. My name is Lynn Evans. I am the managing director of a company called Women of Substance, LLC, which is a financial planning firm designed specifically for the needs of baby boomer women. I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse that's available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And our guest today is? Uh, yes, our lovely guest today is <laughs> the, the famous Leah Dimitopoulos, <laughs> who is the director of business development. What is it, Leah? You're right, business development. Business development, see, I was right. For ERA One Source Real Realty, and uh, Leah, they have about 100 agents, 10 counties, 7 offices, lots going on. And Leah, please tell us how everything is going on with all of this um, virtual um, stuff going on because I still see the paper, everything is closing, things are being popped up as sold. So how are we doing in this? this climate so era which stands for electronic real estate company well (laughs) electronic real reality associates is what era stands for we're very lucky that with that our company is funded and built on a lot of technology so with that we've been able to move everything all of our platforms to virtual we're still working we may be on pause from in-person showings and client meetings and one-on-one and we as your agent might not be able to obviously come to your closing but what we can do is we could still do everything virtually thankfully to the world that we live in today so you know when we got all of this stay at home act what we did was we moved everything completely to virtual. So we did as many house tours as we can. We converted everything into videos so we could put them all up on our YouTube channel, which we now have, which is ERA One Source Reality. So we have all of our homes on there so you can virtually take a tour and go through them. And then obviously we still have the pictures up for each one that's filled with all of the information on each property. And then we are still all virtually working remotely from our home. So we're still there for that support. We still have our email marketing. And now we have all of our social media as well, which has been a huge help in all of this. So we're constantly marketing. We're constantly posting. So I think that's been very helpful. I personally have a client that he's been, you know, he can't wait to hit the ground running and get ready to buy a home. They were really, really ready and eager to buy before this, and they still are, which is great. And what I've been doing with my clients is sending them as much as I can virtually. And he actually reached out and said, you know, we're going to make a short list and we're going to put everything we like from what we saw in the virtual tours. And we want to schedule those as soon as this ban is lifted, that we could go and see those first. And then, you know, our our other list after that, you know, if we don't like anything from our short list, he's like, maybe we'll revisit the other tours but so I do think the power of technology has completely helped our world um closings are still happening we unfortunately can't go which is kind of sad because you know you're with them through the entire process and then you know the day that they get to buy their house and get the key and all that good happy fun stuff you know you're not there but we're able to FaceTime them and still be there as if if we are there in a way so 
you know, thank, thankfully, again, like that we have the technology nowadays, you know, there's the Skype meetings, there's the Zoom meetings, there's the um, virtual tours, there's FaceTime, you know, and it is so nice that you can honestly do everything right from your cell phone, too. So I think that yeah. helped. And I think it's very important that you stay in touch with your clients as well. You know, check in with them because we're all going through this. So I think that as long as there's those communication lines that are still open and you're still touching base with everyone, I think that's also a big important factor in all of this. Not just all the virtual stuff and the technology, but I think communication is key through all of this. I agree because, Leah, you know, um, thinking back when I got my license 30-some years ago, like, this would never be possible. I mean, we used to get a book printed with all of the pictures in black and white of a house and the specifics. And when you think of what we're able to do now, and in many ways, I think you would agree that not a lot has changed in the way people are looking for a home because a lot of people went online anyway first and kind of did their own research a, a lot of times, as I said, be, before they called the agent or before they said, hey, what do you have for us? They kind of go on and look and eliminate and say, this is in the yay column, this is in the nay anyway. So I think that they've already been doing that, so it's probably other than being eager to get in to physically see it, I think that that helps them to kind of set the, the, the pace for this. Would you agree with that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously, you know, we still have some print advertising going out because, you know, there's still that clientele that likes to go through the paper. So we still do have some print formalities coming out. And I think it's, it's nice. Our online presence obviously has really, really grown. So that's been a big factor in all of this. But I do agree with what you're saying. I mean, which is crazy because, I mean, what, 30 years ago you went to a catalog, right? And you picked out the house. Right. And then you, you had to go see it. But I, I definitely think, and I honestly do think, you know, I, I hope, I definitely hope I'm right on this, but I've been reading a lot of, you know, articles in the Business Review Journal, Forbes, that said that the real estate market, once this is all over, is going to really, really boom even more than it already was, which I think is a huge factor because I think that's great for everyone involved, like house, the homeowners, the realtors, the real estate companies. So, you know, it seems as if this is going to be very promising for everyone once this is over. And I also think the fact of like everyone that's home to begin with, you know, you're in your house, like you start picking apart what you like, what you don't like. Maybe you want something new. Do you, did you want a bigger kitchen, a bigger living room? Do you wish you had a finished basement? So I think, too, that's going to play into a lot of people's minds as well. Like they're going to start to find things that they wish they had. So I think that's going to happen. I'm finding well. things. I'm, I'm I am, too. <laughs> I am, too. I'm finding things that I wish I had or it's like, oh, you know, that would have been nice. So I, I think that's going to be for I think it's going to be a lot of people's mindset, too. Mm -hmm. especially if they were yep. on the cusp to begin with, you know, if they were like, Oh, do I want to move? Do I want to sell? And now it's like, Oh yeah, now I definitely want to. So I think that's <laughs> going to be a big thing too. And I think, you know, as long as the interest rates stay the way they are, we'll be in good shape. Well, yeah, I hope think they the do. Great. Uh, I think they're going to stay where they are. They may, they may even drop, but the other thing I'm, I'm noticing, and I'm seeing some of this on uh, uh, social media, is that um, even though interest rates have dropped, the mortgage lenders are getting even tighter. That well, they're getting even tighter in the sense of not wanting to be able to give mortgages now because they're afraid that people in certain 
occupations may find that they lose their jobs. And so it's um, taking those very people well out of the market. I mean, yeah, that's very well possible. We, I personally haven't seen too much of that, and I haven't heard too much of that in our area, which I guess is a good thing. But I guess, yep. you know, this is the first time for a lot of, obviously, well, not for a lot of us, every one of us, that we're going through something like this. So mm -hmm. I think it's a lot of the unknown, too, you know, that's yeah. affecting what's going on because you, you don't know what's next. You don't know what's going to come or, you know, how this is going to proceed. But I think that at the end of all of this, I think we're going to we're gonna see a huge boom in the housing market in a good way. Well, have you seen anybody... Uh, come to you and say you know we had a we had a closing scheduled and I lost my job and I and I can't do it now has anything like that um, happened or have all those gone through no so I had one client she just wants to hold off for right now until she has a better idea of what's going to happen and I think that's a mm -hmm. lot of people's mindset in the beginning is financially and then I have the rest of my people that are like no I still need a place to live because, you know, at the, end of, at the end of it all, life still has to go on, right? So, yep. you know, they still need a house. Um, and I had the one call with my one guy, and he backed out of the house, not anything to do with COVID-19, just because, of, you know, inspections and stuff and that kind of um, stuff, they just didn't feel like buying that particular home. But he said, he said, hey, listen, um, will you please still send me everything, like whatever comes on the market? He's looking in several different areas every day. He's like, I really want to stay on top of this. So, you know, when this is said and done, he's like, I'm hoping that we can find something within the first week of all of this being over with. So I think it's just wow. depends on the attitude, you know, in a way, yep. too. I think that yep. has something to do with it because he told me, he's like, I'm not afraid to buy at all. He's like, I think it's a great time. So, and, you know, there's still going to be a need. People are still going to be taking jobs here. People are still going to be moving. People are still going to have growing families. People are still going to be looking to downsize. So I think there's a lot of pluses in all of this, too. Because we're only hearing the okay. negative, you know. So I think it's good, yeah. too, to put that positive touch on it as well. I agree. Sounds good. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and, you know, even though we haven't seen anything quite like this, we have seen radical um, <clears throat> changes in the world and things that have happened in our our own country and many many things that it, that it's always we've always weathered the storm through everything and it'll be the same in the real estate market but I think that maybe one thing people might say think to themselves is you know I thought this smaller place was the better place for me but now being mm -hmm. cooped up in a small location <laughs> for all these weeks I might want a bigger place now right I definitely think that's going to be the mindset. And I also think for the people that were on the fence if they wanted to downsize, you know, now you're home and it's like, oh, I have to house clean every single solitary one of these yep. rooms. I got to get, keep up with this house still. So, you know, when you're not here or in your home every day, you're not paying attention to it. I even noticed too, like I've been cleaning more on the weekends and I noticed like the first weekend I was home, it took a little bit longer. Well, then the second weekend it didn't take as much because you're keeping up with it. But I think, too, mm -hmm. these people that were, like, on the fence of downsizing are going to be like, yes, time to downsize, you know. And, hey, let's not forget about all the babies that may come out of this. So you may have a growing family, so you now have to, you know, you might have that two-bedroom home. Well, now you need a three-bedroom home. Or, you know, you need that more, you need a bigger area because you didn't have a big enough yard for your children, you know, or well, you wanted that finished basement. There's so many things to this. And, Lee, you know what those group of kids are going to be called in 13 years, don't you? COVID boomers. 
No, the the quarantines. <laughs> oh, oh, there we go. <laughs> I saw that. I can't claim that as mine. It was on Facebook. I thought it was cute. That is cute. You know, at least um, you can laugh, too, you know? At least there's some good, positive yeah. vibes still going. I That's know. great. It's all... So, Matt, where can, where can we find you? Well, for right now, you can find me online. No, but honestly, we have a huge social media and online presence right now. So follow us on Facebook. It's ERA1. Our Instagram is ERA1 Source Realty. We're on YouTube for ERA1 Source Realty. We are online at ERA1.com. We are still taking all phone calls at 570-587-9999 and all of our other office lines as well. But that 587 number is the home office line. We're still answering. We're still taking calls. We're still taking lead calls. So we're still actively working. We're just not in the office. So we're still doing everything to make sure we can give you the best service that you deserve um, for our clients. So it's just that we're not in person. So... But and then you can okay. um, find us everywhere online. So I think that's the best bet for right now. Stay safe, everyone. Okay. Thank you, Leah. Leah, you stay safe. Please give everyone our best to the RA. Lynn, enjoy your mm-hmm. upcoming weekend. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Have a good weekend. Be safe. And please be nice. Bye. 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 This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law.